Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Striving for Sainthood. Right now we're doing a sacramental series. So if you guys remember, the last episode we talked about the beauty, the necessity of baptism. Today we're going to be diving into one of my favorite sacraments, the sacrament of confession. So let's get started. So what is confession? If, if I can define it in very practical terms, it's when the penitent, right, the sinner, you, me, anyone, we go into the confessional and we kneel before a screen or we sit down in front of the priest and we confess our sins one by one to the priest. And after confessing our sins, the priest gives us advice, gives us consolation. And then at the very end, he gives us the absolution in which we receive God's mercy. So I kind of just give the definition of confession in a very practical, step-by-step way. But maybe let's look at the theological definition of confession. What does the church define confession as? So this is what the Catechism says. The Catechism says, Those who approach the sacrament of penance obtain pardon from God's mercy for the offense committed against Him and are at the same time reconciled with the church, which they have wounded by their sins. So that's the catechism definition of confession. That's what the church upholds and believes in and professes. So we have two different definitions of confession. And when you put it together, it's, it's really a beautiful sacrament. It's a place where we come before the Lord on our knees, begging, asking, and receiving God's mercy so freely. Right? When we take the practical definition of what confession is, and when we put it together with what the church teaches and what Christ instituted in the Bible as confession, we receive this beautiful gift. And some people might think, oh, hey, confession is not really necessary. It's something that's optional. But no, it's something that was kind of mandated by Christ. Anything that Christ has instituted in the Bible, that anything that he has said, it holds an objective truth. So we follow that, especially because the church also teaches that. So why is it important? Why is confession important? We cover the definitions, but there's got to be more to that, right? More than these big theological words. And like I said before, when you combine the two definitions together, the only reason that we ever need to go to confession is because we receive the mercy of God so freely. We receive the mercy of God without any caveat, without any reason to pay Him back. And it's kind of easier said than done. That's how it always is. But for me at least, I don't need any other reason as to run to the Lord's mercy. Confession is that very tangible place where I can go to God, right? And the most beautiful, the most perfect scripture passage that kind of encapsulates the Lord's mercy and the beauty of confession is the is the parable of the prodigal son, right? This is something that every Christian kind of grows up hearing through Sunday school, VBS, whatever it is, you know the story. And where does the story culminate? What is the climax of that story? The moment that the father sees the son walking towards him, the father drops everything and he runs towards the son and he embraces him. There's no anger, there's no disappointment, no no scolding. It's only love, mercy, and, and such a, a full embrace. The Father hugs us the moment we come before Him and we ask for His mercy. So maybe what we can do next is kind of break up all the different arguments that other Christians have as to why confession is not needed or it's not necessary or 
why it was never even said in the Bible in the first place. So we'll kind of take it step by step. And the most common one, right, the one that everyone kind of brings up is, why do you need to go to a priest to confess your sins when you can go to God directly? This is the most common objection that comes up against the sacrament of confession. And it's completely understandable. We as Catholics understand that viewpoint. But let me clarify something here. We as Catholics, we don't only go to a priest for confession, right? He's not the only one involved in this process. We know that God is fully active and fully playing a role in the sacrament of confession. In fact, it's not really the priest doing anything. The priest is standing in because Jesus is not really present tangibly right now, right? God is the only one that can forgive our sins and provide us with His mercy. So because of that, God is using His priest that He ordained to be the vessel in which the mercy flows through. When a priest says he absolves you from your sins, it's not the power of the priest that is forgiving you. No, it is the power of Christ and his mercy flowing through the priest. And that's the crazy part about the sacrament. And that's exactly what Christ intended when he established the sacrament in the Gospels. So where does it say in scripture? Where is this claim being made? So I'm pretty sure all of you guys have your Bibles with you, that you're following along with me. So let's all flip to the Gospel of John, chapter 20, Verses 22 onwards, and this is what it says. And when he has said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Okay, so we tend to kind of gloss over this Bible verse, and that's understandable. It doesn't seem like anything crazy is going on here, but when you read it a couple more times and understand the context of it, it's pretty profound. So this is only the second time in the entire scriptures that God is breathing on someone, right? What was the first time? When God breathed on Adam and gave him life, right? What does that say about the importance of this verse? What this tells us is not that Jesus is kind of arbitrarily telling the apostles, hey, go forgive people and, you know, don't hold grudges. No, something very supernatural and something very divine and powerful is happening here. He's giving them the power of the Holy Spirit. In the same way earlier in the Gospels, when Jesus Christ gave the apostles the authority and their power to raise people from the dead, right, with the same spirit, he's now telling them to do the same thing, but with spiritual death. Because what does sin do to us? It hurts our soul, it stains our soul, and separates us from God, which ultimately causes spiritual death. So God not only gave the apostles the power to raise people from death, right, for the sake of miracles and to increase faith in God, but also to forgive sins, which removes spiritual death. But that's how powerful this verse is. That's how powerful this sacrament is. It's not meant to be taken lightly. It's meant to show that the mercy of God is so readily available and that much more powerful than anything else that the state of your soul hangs in balance, whether it be spiritual death or eternal life, that you want to be in the mercy of God at all times. And I really hope that Bible verse from John clarifies why the role of a priest is so necessary in the sacrament of confession. Because contrary to popular belief, it's not the priest forgiving your sins. No, it's God, God himself. Because God breathed his spirit upon the apostles 2,000 years ago. And the priests who are here today, who have followed the succession of the apostles, are using the same spirit to forgive our sins. And one more thing I really want to hone in on is the idea of in persona Christi, which is a belief that the church professes and really, and really proclaims to be true. In persona Christi translates to the, in the person of Christ. Because when you enter the confessional, it's no longer the priest who is present there. When you're behind that screen, it's Christ who is waiting for you to say your sins. 
when he's sitting in front of that priest, it's really Christ who is present through the priest who is forgiving your sins and embracing you once again with his merciful arms. So next time when we go to confession, let's not think that it's some random priest in the confessional, some Father Mark or Father Matthew or whoever it is, but rather it's Christ who is truly present there through the priest who is hearing our sins and offering his mercy over and over again. And as we're coming to the end of this episode, I know that I didn't really go super theological or give so many proofs for evidence, but the reason why is because it's a very straightforward understanding about the sacrament. God God instituted it in the scriptures, and we carry it out today. The more important aspect about the sacrament is understanding what it does for our soul and what that does for the interior movements of our heart. Right, More than the intellectual understanding about what this is, the most important part is our spiritual understanding about what this does for us. If I could share one more reflection before we end, I want to say this. Confession is a place of victory. It's not a place of shame or defeat or disappointment. It's a place of victory. And like I've said so many times throughout this episode, confession, what it does for our soul, is nourish us and fill us with the mercy of God. That's why it's a place of victory. When we go to confession, we don't need to be scared or or disappointed in ourselves. That's all the devil speaking to us. Rather, we had to come to the understanding that this is going to be a great encounter with the Lord, an intimate, personal, beautiful outpouring of the Holy Spirit and of mercy. If we view it in that way, it'll be radical for us. It'll change our lives in everything we do. Of course, it's easier said than done, but this is the challenge that we as Christians had to take up. We had to go to confession, and we had to look at it as a place of victory, that Christ is waiting for us, ready to give us a hug, and bring us back into His heart. To, to forgive our sins and to make us as white as snow again. And since this is a podcast focused on being a saint, the saint for today is Saint Lorenzo Ruiz. Saint Lorenzo was born in the Philippines in the year 1600, and he had a pretty ordinary life. He was married, he had kids, they were a faithful Catholic family. But one day he was captured because he was falsely accused for a murder, and he was brought to the Japanese islands where he underwent severe persecutions for his Christian faith. And he was given many chances to give up his faith and to let go of these persecutions. But he remained steadfast and faithful to what he believed in. And when the persecutions were too much for him to bear, his last words were this, I am Catholic and accept my death for Christ. Had I a thousand lives, all these to him I shall offer. Do with me as you please. Today let us pray for the intercession of St. Lorenzo, that we continue to grow in our faith for Christ, and that above all, that we can die for him in the same way that he has died for us. Also, don't forget to go for confession. Alright, I'll see you guys next time.